You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What up? This is Shan, and this is Cozy Womb Podcast. This is Ari. Say hi. Hi. Say hi, Anya. Hi. What up? This is Jessa Sitton, and my name is Shan, and this is Cozy Womb Podcast. Welcome, where we talk about kids, surviving your kids, and pregnancy. And it's just a good place to be for all of those things. A little info, a little thing to go ahead and reach for, a little thing to go ahead and improve. We just try to help all of that. So, you're in the right place. Let's get into it. So today I wanted to talk about what your parenting style is. Um, everybody has their own parenting style, I believe. Some parents don't discuss it, don't think about it until they're in it and that's kind of tricky to do because you don't want to give a kid the idea that you don't know what you're doing because it'll start to run over on you you don't want to give a kid the idea that you know you're very passive when you're not passive and you don't want to be passive or today you know you're super strict and then randomly you know you want to go hang out and do fun things and they're kind of looking at you like what's wrong with you so you want to figure out what your style is 
before you get into parenting, um, whether that's through a parenting that you see out on the street, parenting that you see in your family that you didn't like or you loved, uh, if you want to bring in traditions, if you want to bring a certain style of discipline versus not having discipline, especially if you're parenting with the other parent together and not in separate households, you want to get a better idea as to what their parenting style is, if that's something you're comfortable with. You really don't want to raise a child with two different parents having two different parenting styles because that's going to get a little tricky and as that kid gets older they will use the parents against each other with asking permission not asking permission oh my dad lets me do it oh my mom doesn't let me do that or she lets me do it this way and she lets me wear this and she told me I can buy it but your dad is like no you're not ready for it so you you kind of want to be on the same page when it comes to parenting styles. So we're going to talk about the different parenting styles. You can figure out if you're one of those parenting styles or multiple parenting styles. Personally, I think I'm multiple depending on how many times I have to talk to you about the same thing. I think I switch up really easy, really quick because I feel like kids need to know that yes you want them to have fun but at the same time you want them to be their best and in order for a lot of kids to be their best you have to give them limits and boundaries and kids will naturally test those boundaries so that's what we're going to be discussing today parenting styles parenting styles all right so what I'm going to do is get into the different parenting styles and then I'll explain to you guys how I parent and then we'll see you know through the pros and cons of how you parent what may or may not be the outcome of who your child becomes it's not saying you know this for sure is going to happen but it's more likely or less likely for your kid to be, you know, a certain type of personality if you parent a certain way. So, um, I would say that I'm a authoritative, permissive parent because I don't want to overly control everything my kids do because I do want them to think for themselves uh, but I don't want to completely make my kid feel like I'm so fun that I'm a pushover uh, you know if I tell them hey please go clean your room or please go do your homework I don't want them to ever think that that's a choice or let me just ignore you because you didn't yell it or you did, you're not going to do anything if I don't do it. I don't want, I mean, I want my kid to achieve and I want them to understand the importance of why they should do something or why I 
took away something or why I have to tell them no about something because a lot of kids really don't understand why a parent says no without reason. And I'm the type of parent where I'll tell my kid no for something just because it's no. Not because I have an issue with what you're asking me. Not because I think it's harmful. Not because I don't like it. It's just a no. Because in my mind, I want my kids to have balance. I don't care if I have $10 in the bank or 100 mil. I want my kids to have balance. I want I don't want them to ever feel like because I have the money they need it. Because I um can buy it, I need to buy it for them. Because they want it, they get it. I don't want them ever to have that mind frame. And I just know for sure that I'm not an uninvolved parent. I show my kids a lot of affection when they fail. You know, I talk to them when they, you know, want things. I discuss with them that we'll work on it. That can be a goal. Like this morning, I said, you know what, mom? I really want a phone. I said, you know what? That's good. It's good to have goals in life, but I'm not buying you a phone. You know, things like that. I don't dismiss her wants. I don't dismiss her questions. I answer them and I move on. You know, I don't prioritize my needs before my children. My children come first. Like this morning um, was my five-year-old's first therapist appointment. I took three hours off of work so I can take her to her therapist appointment and then take her to school and then go to work. Those are things I have to do because work is always going to be there whether my kid is five, whether my kid is ten, whether my kid is... 17 work is going to be there so am I gonna say you know I had a work to feed you so I couldn't take care of your emotions I couldn't take care of your the neglect you was feeling I couldn't take care of your uh, mental space at that age I was working I was putting food on the table I was making sure you had clean clothes I was making sure you had options to go do this and do that so I did I don't want to be that parent so, a balance for me would be permissive, authoritative parenting for me. And I'll get into what those are. So, let's do the worst type of parent first, um, which is an uninvolved parent. You don't ask um, about what's going on with your kid. You don't talk to them consistently. You don't help them with projects. You don't help them with homework. You don't know who their friends are. You know, you let them come in the house when they want to at whatever time they want to. And you let them leave out whenever they want to. Um, You really probably don't even sit down and have dinner with them. You probably don't cook. You probably just buy food and let them eat it and go to their room. You don't spend time with your kid. You don't know what your kid likes. You know, you're completely neglecting a relationship with that kid. You don't know if your kid is going through emotional issues, mental issues, um, if anybody's bullying them, if they're being a bully at school. You don't know anything that's going on with your kid. All you know is that you saw your kid yesterday or sometimes this week. They should be in their room. I'm good. No cop is at my door. Uh, 
I think their car is in the driveway. You know, just very careless. You know, and children need nurturing. Children need parent attention. Children need guidance. Children need rules because it's cool if you want to raise your kid in your house without rules, but are they going to stay in there in your house living and you taking care of them in their 20s, in their 30s? No, you're not. Some people do it. I've had some people call in to pay their 30-year-old son's bill to, to pay their 44-year-old daughter's phone bill. And I'm just like, why? Why? You raise a child to be a functioning, confident, impressive, impeccable adult in this life and make a difference, put a dent in the thing that they love. And you let them go. You let them grow. You can't hold on to a grown adult. So that's an uninvolved parent. And they really use a lot of excuses and blame to other people on why they can't do what they're supposed to do. And I don't have any time for an uninvolved parent. We are not on the same level. I cannot discuss to you, you know, what you need to improve on because it's so many layers. And if you're a full adult and you have the internet and you have friends who are taking care of their kids and involved in their kids' lives, I suggest you talk to them. So that's all I have to say about the uninvolved parent. Now, the authoritarian parent. That one is streak. That one, they give you that parenting face where you don't have to say nothing. You don't have to pick up nothing. You don't have to threaten your kid. They just know by the look at your face, that's a no. Let me remove myself. I'm just going to go upstairs, brush my teeth, take my shower, and go to my bed. Yes, my things are ready for school tomorrow. You don't even have to ask me. Yes, my things are ironed. I know better. I know I don't need to be in this conversation like that look. Now, see me, I'm right now, I'm still trying to work on my parent look. But Anya has like this grin that she gives me when she does something silly or something where she's really testing my patience. And when I see her do it, it kind of forces me to laugh. So it's hard for me to work on my mom face, but I'm trying. Um... Authoritarian parent is very overbearing. They enforce, they don't ask. They're not into a child learning on their own on how to make better choices. They make the choice for them without allowing that child to know why that choice is made. You're blocking a big part of a child learning for themselves being able to take care of themselves later on, being able to adjust to a situation that they're unsure about. And instead of explaining to a kid what may or may not happen because of how they're doing something, they punish them for the mistake they made without explaining a better way to do what they should have done. And you can't do that. You, you you kind of block your kid and shelter your kid away from problem-solving 
situations that come up in life. And you really can't do that and expect your child to be this independent, confident adult and go to college and do what they're supposed to do and get a great job and, you know, create great relationships with people and their peers and be in a great relationship if you never allow them to face a challenge. You always stood in front of them and a challenge. So when it became them and that challenge, they don't know what to do. And even now, with my kids being young, I know I can't be around them 24-7 every day of the week. So when your kid get old, gets older and you've been so strict and so let me do it for you, you just be here and they're out in this world by themselves facing challenges with no clue on what to do, that's your fault. Like, this type of parenting, they want things done their way. They don't explain on why things are done their way. They don't even take their kids' feelings into consideration when they make decisions. Um, they just very by the book, by their rules. If you don't like it, kick rocks. If you don't like it, you know, go to your room. You know, just very strict. And a lot of these kids sometimes are just completely devious because they're so irritated that this parent doesn't give them a chance to show them that they can do something themselves or they do know a better way or they can, you know, face that challenge head on, but you never allow me to or they never give you the space to be trusted. So they always assume that you're going to do something wrong so they do it already so it's kind of like they make you live in this controlled bubble and you can't get out of it so please do not think that that type of parenting is the goal because it's not I've seen countless uh classmates and people in college who've had parenting parents that were so strict that they just get out into the world and they're either super aggressive or they have self-esteem problems or they always go to be in the wrong situation, be around the wrong people for attention and they feel like they have this need to be taken care of instead of them taking care of themselves. So that type of parenting is a no-go for me personally because I want my kids to be independent, brilliant, uh, creative, funny, and just really enjoying their life experience. And that's those are two parenting styles I don't want to do. So authoritative parenting is my type of parenting. Because you're still trying to create a positive, happy relationship with your kid. But at the same time, you protect your kid. At the same time, you want your kid to learn on their own. At the same time, you pick your kid up from school. And instead of you playing music on the way home, you turn that thing off. And you talk to them about their day. You talk to them about who's their best friend. You let them feel comfortable in giving you information. And you don't cut them off when they're talking 
because a lot of kids hate repeating themselves when they said something and you didn't catch it because you were too busy yelling at them for something they said or something they shouldn't have done that day. And I feel like parents get more out of a kid if we let them just talk. You have to put a lot of effort into creating a a positive, stress-free atmosphere for your kid to feel comfortable to speak to you. And you can still have rules and boundaries and explain to your kid that I'm doing this because of X, Y, and Z. This is going to help you, you know, do X, Y, and Z later. And maybe you grew up like that and maybe you didn't. I didn't grow up where... I had a lot of rules with my mom, but my dad had a lot of rules when it came to his house, and he was very strict, but he was still, you know, happy throughout the day and outgoing, but he just had this this layer about him that seemed uninviting, but because I was his daughter, I knew that that was like a front for people to understand that don't play with me but if I get to know you I could be played with in in a jokey way you know so I kind of have that kind of vibe when it comes to my kids uh I enforce rules but I still give you you know your discipline that you need I still tell you to go to your room I still tell you to stop it I'll still slap your hands I still believe in the leathers I still will get my belt and what I'm learning now is (laughs) um my five-year-old doesn't uh she doesn't care about getting a whooping she doesn't care about being in her room to the point where that'll stop her from doing something she's not supposed to. What helps with her is giving her work to do, whether it's math or we do a lot of writing or reading. Something that's really going to help her be better but give it to her unexpectedly to where she feels like, dang, if I would only had listened and did what I was supposed to do. I could have been doing something I want to do right now. But my mom is making me do work. Or my mom is making me read. Or my mom is making me write. And don't get me wrong. She loves reading. She loves coloring. She loves the writing. But she does not like math. And because I know I never like math. I'm making sure she does that math. And she gets familiar before it's put in front of her. Because one thing my mom did not do. Is make sure I was familiar with what I was going to be given in school and that threw me for a loop and my mom wasn't the best in math after algebra came about she was just like I don't know what that means I don't know what none of that stuff is because in Jamaica they don't they don't give you things that you're not going to use in everyday life but here in America they 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 even change up how kids do math now or how they come to their answer and I'm just not excited about it but I do give her busy work to do 
when she's not behaving just to calm down her mind, calm down her being so anxious and uh, he's just chill her out and that works and rewarding her with, you know, if you behave yourself, we can go to this party on Saturday, but if your behavior in school is not good and you're not listening to your teachers, I'm not doing this. You know, she has um, Christmas gifts at my brother's house that I haven't even picked up since Christmas because I'm just like, your behavior has been trash. I'm not rewarding you with any gifts because your behavior is trash. She has gifts that other people have given her that are sitting in my trunk because I'm not giving a kid a want when their behavior does not match or is not deserving of a good thing. I'm just not doing it. So, yeah, this authoritative parenting, that's me. I I do take my kids' feelings into consideration when I do things. I will apologize if I assumed something wasn't done the right way. I will apologize if um, I may have overreacted. I will apologize if I'm just like, dang, maybe I shouldn't have said that to her. Or dang, maybe I shouldn't have took away this. Um, because I feel like that's showing your kid that you're like, you're accountable to the things that you do and you're aware that you could be better. And parents do make mistakes. We're not perfect, just like kids do. So don't ever let your kid feel like you're completely amazing and perfect because you're not. And a praise system works for Anya. A reward system works for Anya. Um, And they're doing that with her at her school. Her therapist did tell me to maybe implement that. Because I think Anya's going through... Being the oldest, not being the only one. And not getting the attention she's used to. And I have to let her know that you're the older sister... So you have to do things better so she doesn't copy you. You have to clean up this mess even though you didn't make it. You need to pick up behind yourself. No, you can't sleep in my bed. Things like that she's struggling with. And um, so I have to switch it up. So just being aware of that. On the other hand, my one-year-old Ari, you just got to say something to her a certain type of way. And that face is turning upside down and she's crying and she's emotional. Um, She's very daring. So all I have to do is tap her hand one time and she's good. Before um, she went to sleep, she was just walking up um, in the room, taking down books, throwing toys all over the place. And I had to tap her one time and I told her, go to your bed. And she looked at me, she had a scream, and she knocked out. Some kids, things work, and some kids, they don't. Um, then you have the pro of your kid having balance, your kid growing up and being happy and being outgoing and being confident because nothing based on how you 
you know, raise them was, you know, overbearing. Nothing based on how you raise them was, you know, you have to do. Say what? Sorry, I had a call. Um, so you're just going to have a outgoing, grown adult child by raising your kid being open and being truthful and being honest about how you do things why you do things and just open up a space of just positive energy and relaxation and not a lot of stress or not a lot of weight being put on the child and that's going to help your kid make good decisions as a teenager as a young adult and as a grown-up you're not gonna they're not gonna feel blindsided by life and a lot of people raise their kids to where they're very sheltered and they get out there after college or during college and they feel blindsided by life I don't want my kids to feel that um I'm very open and honest with my kids I um I just want them to understand that there's more to life. There's a way to be approachable, flexible. You know, your behavior matters. Manners matter. You know, and that decisions are made from a parent's point of view for your best interest. It has nothing to do with making you mad or making you upset. And we can still have fun, but at the same time, if I cannot do something, I cannot do something. And you have to understand, I cannot do something. Don't throw a fit. Just relax. Now, let's get into permissive parenting, a.k.a. my mother. So growing up, uh, my mom was one of 13. Uh, I think she's the youngest, and she was the smallest. So she was always picked on. Um, She stayed to herself in Jamaica I remember her telling me she had a favorite tree in the front yard that she would stay in. Sometimes she would hide from everybody because she just didn't want to be around chaos and crowds and whatever was going on in the house or around the house in Jamaica. And that's how she grew up as an adult. So then when it came to her parents, one person does something wrong, she they discipline everybody because you should have told this person or you should have made sure this was done. And now that, you know, she became a mother of five children and I'm the only girl and I'm the youngest and she had boys, she didn't discipline any of us. So imagine growing up in in a house of boys and also having the kid house on the street and you have a mom that doesn't discipline anybody. It was chaos. It was like living in a house with no parent there were no set rules nobody was getting a whooping um everything that you wanted to do if you had time you did it uh she would say stop and kids would keep going and that's it kids would just keep going so she was like a really easy pushover and when you're a permissive parent you're not making that kid feel like um, they're protected. 
and not feeling that kid feel like, oh, this is a safe place because my mom is here or my dad is here. You can't be that fun parent all the time. Sometimes it's cool, but you can't be fun, fun all the time. You can't be, oh, yeah, you got homework, but I think you're going to do it. I hope you do it. Or, yeah, you have this to do. I don't understand it. What else can we work on? And I feel like my mom gave me a lot of options to do a lot of things where she should have never gave me an option and told me to figure it out. Sometimes I wish she pushed me more and made sure I... um, did extracurricular things at school sometimes I wish based upon the things that my brothers would do she would stand up and stop them and say something and just don't allow the chaos don't allow the talking back don't allow the breaking of things in the house like I remember having fights with my brother throwing weights across the room and breaking chairs and uh, breaking windows to go outside and fight in the yard because somebody was playing too rough and I was mad and nobody got in trouble behind those things. And you cannot be the great parent that you want to be being permissive all the time and when I, when you have a child you cannot ball up into a shell when a confrontation comes you cannot ball up into a shell because you can't handle it as a parent you have to be able to handle everything that comes with parenting not just the easy times, not just the good times, not just the sick times, because you know remedy. You have to be able to stand up and protect your kid, whether it's from a stranger, whether it's from people you know, whether it's from family, relatives, uh, friends of relatives. You have to be able to stand up for your kid, because once your kid feels like, you know what, my mom can't protect me or my dad can't protect me, they create this the shell of protection that they carry as young kids, as teenagers, as young adults. And then now, my mom, um, we're okay, but my mom, when I became a mom, had a hard time seeing me as a mom. And when that happened, we clashed a lot because I do things logically she does things because it's okay. It's not a big deal. Anya can do that. It's not a problem. It is a problem because just because you put up with something a certain way doesn't mean her teacher's going to put up with it. Doesn't mean somebody else on the playground is going to put up with it or another parent. And I'm not going to put up with it. So it's not okay that she's um, able to throw this across the room or snatch something from you and not say thank you. Or whatever she wants to do that's not okay. Or eat around the clock. My mom would allow Anya to eat around the clock. Open up the fridge. If there's leftovers, she cooking something new. And I'm just like, dog, you can't do that to a kid. And a lot of ways of how she raised me, she was trying to raise my um, first kid like that. And... 
we clashed a lot and she would always throw in my face that you're mean you're just like your dad you're controlling it's not about being controlling it's about having boundaries and having limits for what a child can do and I just got tired of arguing I just got tired of explaining logical ways to raise a kid to her dad I just was like you know what if you don't like how I've raised my kids, figure out where you want to be. Because if you're going to live here with me in my house, and I don't have any problem with you living here, I love the fact that you're here. I want you to be comfortable. Figure out where you want to live and be happy. And she could have told me straight to my face that she wants to go somewhere else. She waited like a few months. She ignored me. She shut down. She didn't want to talk. Um, And she told me she's moving in May. She's going to Florida. I said, okay, cool. I have no problem with my mom being somewhere where she wants to be. But I honestly had to step in and say, you know what? I'm not backing down from being the mother that I want to be. From being the parent that I want to be. From parenting how I want to be. Uh, so figure out what you need to do. And sometimes in life you're going to have to say that to your husband, uh, your child's father, or your child's mother, or the person you're dating, or the new person that you're married to that's not this kid's mother or father. And... You're going to have to say that to family members, friends, because sometimes friends, if they're really close, they feel like they have a say or can dictate how you should do something when it comes to a child. And um, not saying that you don't appreciate um, their input or you understand where they're coming from, but just because you say something doesn't mean that's the only way this can go. Um, but if you're a mother or you're a father and you want to raise your kid in a certain way, then raise them that way. But when you're permissive and you're super passive, you're allowing poor choices, you're allowing bad behavior, and you're so stuck on being the friend of the kid and not the parent And that kid is going to struggle socially. That kid is going to struggle through certain academics because they weren't taken aside and saying, you know what? No, you're not going outside. No, you're not going to Chuck E. Cheese. No, you can't go to this party. You need to do this work. We need to work on this. Or let's take this Saturday instead of going to the park and playing outside all day. Let's read. My mom never was that mom that was like, no, you're not doing what you want to do today. You're doing this. So I grew up where I had to discipline myself. And that is how I am now. I had to make sure I was up at a certain time for school. My mom would maybe come in the room and wake me up, but I I wanted her to know that you don't have to. I'm responsible enough to where I can hear an alarm clock and I can get myself dressed and I can come eat breakfast and I could go to school and be on time. But if she wanted to, she would have took that completely over. So being the 
permissive parent all the time does not pay off. Kids need boundaries. Kids need limits. Kids need to understand that, you know, when I ha- when I grow up and after 18 I have to go out into the world, my permissive, easygoing parent can't always save me. And a lot of the times, I wish my mom would have told me no in life to make me a little bit better, a little bit stronger, to push me a little bit harder. But I'm 31 now. I have my own kids. I could choose my way that I want to parent. And that is what I want to explain to all of you. You can choose how you want to parent even though your parents didn't parent that way. You don't have to parent the way other parents parent. Do what works for you and do what works for your kid, but stay consistent. So figure out what your parenting method is. Nobody has to be a helicopter parent where you hover around your kid all the time. Nobody has to be super, you know, happy all the time and not be considerate of the fact that maybe sometimes your kid will have a bad day. Maybe sometimes your kid don't want you to be super positive all the time. Maybe your kid doesn't want you to give them a scripture every time life gives them a challenge. Maybe you just need to chill. Maybe you just need to trust that everything that you taught your kid is going to work out, is going to pan out. They're going to exercise it and they're going to use those those methods that you ingrained in them over the years. You don't have to be your parents. That's a choice. I don't care what anybody does. That's a choice. If you grew up and your parents weren't the best, you always have a choice to be better. If you grew up and your parents were great, take that as a challenge to be better. Don't ever, you know, try to be just like your parents because your parents had their faults. And as a parent, I'm learning, you know, the moments in my mom's life where it was a rough day because I saw her mannerisms and I do them now. And I I knew when my mom really was questioning her choices in life because I do that now. So just be aware of your parenting style, understand it, and be aware of what type of kid will come based upon how you parent. If you're super gentle and you're super comforting and you're super just forgiving all the time no matter how many times you told your kids to not do something you may create a monster (laughs) i'm just saying so just be aware keep it balanced and for me it is the permissive authoritative parenting that works for me for you maybe it's something else and like i said at the beginning every kid is different every kid is different some kids you really don't have to talk to and they just do the right thing. And some kids you just like, mm, I might need an extra savings account for bail money for you. Some kids are like that. So just be aware and be honest about your kids and do the best parenting that you can. My name is Shan. This is Cozy Wound. And this is just a sit-in, just a little discussion, a little factual information. Y'all be good, and uh, you'll hear from me next time. Good night. Good night.
night, good night, good night. <laughs> you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.